So, uh, okay, what do I what do I do for an intro about? Um, Cade, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, hey, hey, I'm the I'm the predator. Adeline, that you be the alien. And I'm hey, the I'm alien. the predator. Oh, why can't we ever just get along? You never take out the trash. <laughs> I took out the trash mere days ago, alien. Look. I can't. You sure didn't do that. This is our problem. We don't communicate. I'm going to stab you through the chest now. Oh, no. Hi, my name is Jackson McMurray. My name is Adeline McMurray. Hey, welcome to Adeline versus Predator versus Jackson. Wait, why do I have to I was going to say... Hold on, hold on. Why do I have to fight the Predator? <laughs> because I was going to say Adeline versus Jackson, and I realized that Adeline kind of sounds like Alien, and Jackson doesn't sound anything <laughs> like Predator, so the bit doesn't really work. Cool. Uh, explain to me how Adeline sounds like Alien. <laughs> It starts with the same letter, and it's the same number of syllables, and the stresses are in the same places. All right. Adeline. Alien. Sounds kind of the same. <laughs> has the same phonetic Has the same phonetic pattern. Did you just turn into... This sounds like a goof from Strong Bad Email. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is no nerds allowed. This Welcome. is no nerds allowed. Uh, get out of here. <laughs> All right, so today is our special horror spooky Halloween, Randy's Choice. Now listen up, so here's the thing, if you came to a podcast episode solely because we're talking about Alien vs. Predator, I do think that you broke uh, rule number one, which is to not be a nerd. Uh, yeah, I guess. (laughs) Alien vs. Predator is pretty good, though, just saying. Jackson Um, really likes Alien vs. Predator. (laughs) I I don't really like it, I was just surprised. I I went in with very low expectations, and I was was pleasantly surprised by Alien vs. Predator. Um, so this, like I said, this was a movie that was randomly selected by a random movie generator, with the, with the caveat that it had to be a horror movie. It had to be spooky. Um. And I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily call it. It's a, it is a horror movie, it's right? Spooky. This is a horror movie in a certain manner of speaking. Yeah. Um, it's a horror movie in the same way that like Resident Evil and Blade Two are horror movies. In that they are, yes. <laughs> um, so, but like, but they're not really. I mean, I mean Resident like, Evil is. Not not really. It's a lot of shooting zombies. It's not like a. It's like any song that like has a has like a Limp Biscuit song over the credits isn't really a horror movie like fully. <laughs> yeah, you know that's think. fair. It, um, so here's the and thing. this movie, this movie doesn't end with a Limp Biscuit song, but I was so certain that it would that I was surprised when it did. <laughs> it might as well have. Yeah, there's a special genre of movies from like the early two thousands. That's like Resident Evil and Underworld and the Blade movies and like Doom and like usually they're video game adaptations, but not always. Yeah. That are just like this, like 
not really scary horror movies, movies that are more built around shooting a bunch of things with guns. Yeah. And there's usually a female protagonist, and usually they end with a Limp Bizkit song. Yeah. <laughs> and this is this is one of those ones. <laughs> you know the one. It's like that. Um, so, Adeline, you have not seen any Alien or Predator yeah, movies, that's, am I, I think correct? The, way that we, the first thing that we should discuss is I have not seen any of the <laughs> Predator movies or any of the Alien movies. But the, the, the fact that I haven't seen the Predator movies is just because... Uh, they're the Predator movies. I don't know. I don't care. But I've kind of avoided the Alien movies because they are a certain brand of icky that I just can't, I can't fucking do it. They're gross and I don't like them. <laughs> like, I think you should watch the original too. I think they are not nearly as bad as they I, are in your head. I did. That's probably true. But the, even the icky alien moments in this movie, I was like, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> you can't, you can't make me look at it. <laughs> I'm on TikTok. I'm not looking at the gross sound of skin splitting sound effect. I'm not okay, here whatever. for it. That part um, where she shits out the eggs at the very beginning, uh, it's fucking gross, and I don't fucking like it. Now it might be like my own hangups with like." childbirth and stuff that make the specific brand of like alien ickiness really icky for me but i just i i don't like it <laughs> okay i get I, I i mean i don't know i guess i don't have anything to say about that besides sorry aliens really good i'm sure no it. people really like them it's just the specific like brand of icky horror i just can't i can't do it i don't like it You've described okay. that scene where the lady's given birth and then the alien explodes into her womb several times to me. Adeline, and I will that's never Prometheus. Do that. That's in Prometheus. I know. And every time I bring it up, you say it's not an alien, it's in Prometheus. But they are forever fused in my mind and I don't care but why, anymore. Then why do you even keep saying it? Okay. So <laughs> uh, this movie came out. I, I did a little bit of research into the, the development of this movie because... The fact that there is such a thing as alien versus predator is fucking insane. Yeah. So um, can we? I feel like step one. Can you please describe the plot of Alien and also Predator to me, just so I know what I was supposed to know going into this? Well, it's not even. It's not even really relevant for this movie. Yeah, because um, when they were describing this, like, all right, ancient peoples in Antarctica. Which, first of all, doesn't make any fucking sense, but it's whatever. No, uh, right, for sure. But uh, but then they're like, all right, the predators, they like to hunt. They're like, great. So they used the humans to make these alien hybrid thingies for them to hunt. And I'm like, great. It really feels like an afterthought that it's the xenomorph. Because what I know about the alien movies, the fact that this is what... That this is the xenomorph makes no goddamn sense and breaks canon. <laughs> well, yeah, no. So, I, ha I have two things. First of all, I want to talk about how this movie got into development. And then I want to talk about the Alien franchise's tenuous relationship with canon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, basically, the reason this got made was because Freddy vs. Jason came out first. Uh... Yeah. Um, and Freddy vs. Jason, like, kind of makes sense, you know, in the sense that those movies are already so huge and schlocky and just generally jump the sharky. Yeah, they got the that, same like, energy. <laughs> yeah, that, like, kind of makes sense, you know. Um, 
And, like, so that happened, and it was pretty successful in terms of, like, most franchise horror movies like that are pretty successful, like, no matter what they are. Because, um, I don't know, people... Even now, people still like the novelty of going to see Friday the 13th, 19. Yeah, Just uh-huh. because there's something kind of funny and silly about that. Um, but, so, apparently, this is based on a comic book. Oh. Uh a comic book called Alien vs. Predator. Uh, so that was the thing that got this sort of rolling. Uh, and this movie sort of started production as Alien 5 after the after Alien Resurrection came out. Oh. Which is, like, notoriously the worst. Oh, gotcha. Um, and they were, like, hearing pitches from James Cameron and Ridley Scott for, like... Alien 5. Like, both of them seemingly were interested in coming back to the franchise. Yeah. Um, But then somebody internally pitched Alien vs. Predator, and they told Ridley Scott and James Cameron to go fuck themselves, because <laughs> cool. we're going to do that now for certain. Cool, 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 cool. Um, <laughs> and so they got Paul W.S. Anderson. Not Paul Thomas Anderson. Nope, nope, nope. Paul W.S. Anderson. Uh-huh. Uh, the better one, director honestly. Director director of most of the resident evil movies and um oh shoot what's the other thing he's done that's funny to sort of dunk on um hold on hold on hold on oh, jackson the goop's not funny anymore hold on hold on hold on you're, you're... <laughs> i promise it's worth it we're setting you up for a layup and then you're about to dunk the ball by taking too long the dunk's not gonna Paul happen W.S. anderson also directed uh... Death Race. That's what it was. Death Race. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and he, so he's just sort of always, and he's directed like probably 10, 12, 13 movies that are all just sort of these like schlocky shoot 'em up Limp Biscuit type, type movies. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard not to respect that on a certain level. Like, dude knows what he likes and just like yeah. is good at it and is successful at doing it. Um, but, um, they, so, I mean, that's pretty much it. That was, like, the whole thing. And then James Cameron, (laughs) I have, I should have copied and pasted it. Let me find it super quick. Um, there's this quote from James Cameron about Alien vs. Predator that cracked me up. So, okay, so at first, he was very against it, right? This is James Cameron, director of Titanic and Aliens and the Terminator movies and Avatar, right? He was, like... Fuck that. No, we're not going to do Alien versus Predator. He says, quote, To me, that was Frankenstein meets Werewolf. It was Universal just taking their assets and starting to play them off against each other, just milking the whole thing. And then it says, After viewing Alien versus Predator, Cameron remarked that, quote, It was actually pretty good. <laughs> this is going to be a steaming pile of shit, and it's corporate Hollywood <laughs> greed at its finest. Yeah. Uh, five, uh, seven stars. <laughs> He says, uh, I think of the five Alien films, I'd rate it third. I, I actually liked it. <laughs> wow. He <laughs> ranks it above David Fincher's Alien 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is, uh, you know, which is a controversial movie, given. Some people really like it, though. That just cracks me up yeah. that James Cameron was like, you know what? Top tier Alien yeah. movie. <laughs> Alien <laughs> versus Predator. Because watching this movie... It feels like, uh, I'm 
blanking on it. I'm gonna sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. What's the Mario what the Mario video game that wasn't originally a Mario video game? Oh, Doki Doki Panic. Yeah. Mario Brothers 2. Yeah, it feels like Mario Brothers 2, where it's we just like took a different movie and we were like, oh, let's put Alien in it, you know? Like it uh, to me, without knowing any of the context of the production or either of the universes, it felt like this was a Predator movie and then we needed the Predators to fight X thing, so then we were like, oh, why not the Xenomorph? You know, why not? And then they brought it in right. and it was like, oh, Alien versus Predator versus Alien. Right. And you're like, oh. So yeah, the thing that's the most weird about this movie is that all of the Alien movies take place far in the future. Yeah. Like, the Alien movies are all about space travel and robots and yeah. artificial intelligence. Like, they take place, it might as well be Star Wars. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Um, so, That's what and I this thought. one's just like, check it out. It's 2004. Have some aliens. Yeah, fucking. Well, it's um, 2004. Have some ancient aliens. What? <laughs> right. Um, and so, like, Alien is all. It's like this very. The original Alien, at least, and the second one, less so, but still some, are like these very patient, very yeah. slow, very like, long, sort of drawn-out, suspenseful movies, right? Yeah. Whereas Predator is not at all. It's very And, like, I don't want to talk shit on Predator because it's, it's I at least I think it's doing a lot in terms of, like, the tropes it's playing with and subverting a lot of things really interestingly. Uh-huh. And it's, like, it's a lot smarter than it sort of lets on. Um, But even still, even in spite of everything going on sort of behind the scenes... It's still, like, mostly big muscular guys shooting machine guns at yeah, each yeah, other yeah. for a couple of hours. And covering themselves um, in mud or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, the first, like, those don't necessarily match much at all. Yeah. To me, I think if you were going to do, like, maybe Alien versus Terminator, that kind of yeah, makes that more makes, sense to that me. That makes total sense. <laughs> but whatever. Um, <laughs> Alien like, <laughs> Predator versus The Shining. Just the hotel. I don't know. <laughs> Predator in the Overlook Hotel. Make him fight some God, ghosts. just imagine. I've just imagined a shot of just, like, the inside of the Outlook Hotel. And then just fucking the Predator walking in. Predator. And it's really good. I'm really enjoying my mindscape right now. <laughs> the Predator versus Boran. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> like, so, okay. Uh, which is to to bring me to this this movie is pretty firmly not canon in the eyes of the alien fan base. Yeah, a uh, good because <laughs> um, fucking what? <laughs> that said, there isn't really technically any official canon for Alien. Mm. Um, because it's not like Star Wars where they'll like tell you what's canon and what's not. Alien is just like, you know, they're just some movies and sometimes people make comic books and, you know, mm-hmm. then there were these spin-off movies. There's not like there's not like somebody who's in charge of like overseeing the canon of Alien. Yeah, it's not like know? a universe kind of thing. Exactly. So, basically from what I've seen doing a cursory little exploration on the internet is that um basically people regard like the 6 Alien movies as, like, sort of the highest tier of, like, obviously these are the movies, these must be canon. Like, these can't be not canon, yeah. you know? Um, and anything other than that is 
canon until proven otherwise. Gotcha. <laughs> Which is to say that, like, any any other piece of alien something that sort of doesn't mesh or, like, contradicts something in the six alien movies is now non-canon. Yeah. Just sort of colloquially. That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of nice, though. I like that. I just, I like. Yeah. I feel like with like Marvel and Star Wars and stuff, we've gotten like really strict with like our universes and like what's canon and what's not canon. I like to right. just be like, like we all agree that this is pretty much canon because it's the movie franchise, you know. And like right. everything else, it's just like do whatever you want. We don't care. It doesn't yeah. have to be canon. You don't have to explicitly be like this is an alternate universe. You can just do a thing, and we'll probably right. assume that it's not canon if it doesn't make any fucking sense. And we're yeah, not gonna bend thing. over backwards to try to make it make <laughs> sense, you know? Right. And that's the thing is, I feel like a lot of the talk of like canon, especially as it relates to Star Wars, because that's like basically where it comes up the most. Yeah. Um. Because, like, Star Wars people care about canon more than any other fan base. That's just the truth. Because there's so much of it, and it's been so explicitly, like, fundamentally altered so often. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I think when you become that obsessed with, like, what's canon and what's official and what's not, I think it really, like... I I feel like I've said this a few times on this podcast, but, like, what I think is great is Marvel comics and the way they handle it. Yeah. In the sense that, like... We've been around for 80 years. There have been thousands and thousands and thousands of stories that have been told in this sort of loosey-goosey sort of universe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously there are some that are explicitly like a different continuity or a different universe or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, for the most part, like, a lot of this shit doesn't make sense and they don't give a fuck. Right? Like, and the best way to engage with it is just to be like, yeah, like, you know... It's, it's the, shoot, what's, it's, you know, it's the year 2013 and uh, the young adult members of the X-Men are going to go back in time and talk to their teenage selves in the 60s. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. Obviously it doesn't make sense. We know. And it's like, what war was Tony Stark in when he got a shrapnel in his chest? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Truly does not matter. Mm -hmm. Like. It was Vietnam originally. If you want to say Vietnam, go for it. If you have a take where it would be more resonant if he went to Afghanistan or Iran, yeah. sure, go for Do it. Do you Who think gives a Tony fuck? Stark's like 80? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, and I think that's sort of what Alien is kind of doing. It's like, you know, yeah. or I should say not doing because it's not really doing anything. Alien as a franchise is in no way in charge doing of anything. anything. They're just like... <laughs> Here's a bunch of stuff. Some of it doesn't match up. And you can enjoy it if you want, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> well, and I feel like having a very rigid canon does kind of take the content a little bit away from the audience, you know? It kind of, like, privatizes ideas. It's yeah. like, I don't know, there's something nice where it's like, this is specifically talking kind of about, like, fandoms and, like, fan creations and stuff, but, like, it's kind of nice when it's like, I can make stuff that's adjacent to this universe and, like, it could theoretically be canon. It's not because I made it, but, like, it's nice that, like, it could fit into the universe and, like, right. who cares? I'm having fun. And then versus, like, with Star Wars and stuff, it's like, well, you know that whatever Jedi Jedi OC you make doesn't fit into the universe because <laughs> it's Star Wars. And we have every single Jedi who's ever existed written down on one right. Wikipedia and article, then- you know? Like... 
it's kind of nice when it's loosey goosey because you can just like it, you can just do your own stuff and have fun and just enjoy things. <laughs> because like on top of it being like about like the creators trying to like impose a certain amount of control over their work, it's also yeah. about sort of like the like it it affects the way that you can enjoy things that are like not canon quote unquote and it's like why don't you just let people do what they want you know like feel Mm -hmm. how they want to feel you know um and feelings feelings over facts (laughs) and the other thing is that just another little thing i wanted to mention is that in the original alien movie you don't know anything about the satellite but i don't there's um when they find the abandoned ship that the alien is on, there's, like, this guy in the pilot's chair who's, like, got this weird, crazy elephant head who's, mm-hmm. like, fused to his chair. He's, like, an old skeleton. And people were like, whoa, that's super cool. And in the 70s, not in the 70s, in the 80s when they were writing alien comic books, there, like, was a bunch of story about those kinds of aliens, like guys with big elephant heads. Yeah. Um, but then in the Ridley Scott Prometheus from a few years ago... Ridley mm-hmm. Scott was like, actually, those were just dudes. They were just dudes, and the alien heads were, like, their space helmets. And people got real mad about it. Yeah, because um, that's lame. <laughs> but even though that's lame and people don't like it, still, apparently, people consider those alien comics non-canon because it's a movie made by Ridley Scott. It has highest canon priority. Yeah, that's it, it, that's fair, but... Which is just, I don't <laughs> I'm know. I'm saying Ridley Scott's a coward. <laughs> it's just interesting and funny. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, let me, let me, let me look at my notes. notes. You were about yeah. to say that, too. It's note uh-huh, time. Uh-huh. Hey, everybody. It's note time. You were saying smash or pass on the Predator, and the fact that you even have to ask makes me very curious about what your answer is. Are you saying are you saying you wouldn't smash the predator? No, definitely not, Adeline. You wouldn't smash the predator? He's got he's got he's got like he's got BDE basically. He's like when he, when he walks in a room, you're like, "Hey, that guy's there now. He's got a presence." <laughs> I don't I don't think I agree with you. Also, no lips. No lips for kissing, just how, bad mandibles. How, no, he has no lips. How's he going to get a kiss kiss? He's not gonna. It makes me not want to smash him. Okay, Jackson. Well, okay, cowboy hat on during sex. Helmet on during sex. Smash or pass? It's still pass. I need kisses. <laughs> I'm j- you're a fucking coward. Jackson, <laughs> people are fucking attracted to the xenomorph, and you're saying I'm weird because I'm like, hey, the predator's kind of got, he's got going on. Is that what you're saying to me right now? I'm saying both of those people are weird. I think, I think you're a coward, Jackson. Also, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I also sort of understand the alien more because it's, it's not a person, right? The alien is like... Jackson, like, are you outing yourself as a furry right now? <laughs> no. I'm just saying the standards are different, right? Like, the predator is like 90% a dude, which makes no lips a deal breaker. But, like, it's a whole different ball game with the alien. Does that so- make sense? Kinda. I don't. <laughs> so just you meet you meet another human person, and they're always wearing a ski mask, and you're like, "Haha, that's kind of weird. Maybe it's Halloween today." Anyway, I think you're really hot. Then they take off their mask, and it's like, "Oh, 
they got an ellipse, and you're like, fucking deal breaker. I ain't, this guy's ugly, because he ain't got no lips. If I were having just, like, anonymous sex with a random person, then yeah, probably it would be. I'd be like, hey, I'm sorry, I just don't think this is gonna work out, because of what I need in a sexual encounter. I think you're a bad person, Jackson. <laughs> okay. Because you wouldn't fuck the predator, like, I don't understand your morals. <laughs> okay. Cade, what are you saying you sure about? I think the whole, I think, I think it's the you admitting you're a furry thing, cause. <laughs> okay. Um, what's the, what's the really quirky thing you say whenever anybody asks you what your fursona is? Oh, I always said, oh, well, I have a new joke that I was hoping to try out. Can I try out yeah. a new one for, on you? Oh, yeah, we can workshop a new one, yeah. Ask me what my fursona is. Hey, Jackson, I see you said that you would rather fuck the Xenomorph, and I was just wondering, what's your fursona? Because there's no way you can say that and not be a furry. Uh, what's your fursona? My fursona is a party animal. Oh. But see, now you're just somebody's dad who just wants to be supportive <laughs> but doesn't fully understand what being a furry actually right. means. What I would always say was like, okay, first of all, for a long time, I was really hung up on the idea of furries being people who like literally actually felt that their soul was that of an animal and that they truly were a dog. Yeah, but that's, um, which generally is, that's not what it is. Which is not generally the case for furries I have a better understanding of now. Yeah, but ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. Same book, when, same hat. Um, when, but way back when, when I was like trying to like own the libs uh, on that. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I would always be like, so if you are just truly a, a, an animal, spiritually, deep inside you, you are a dog, how come people are only ever cool animals? Like, wouldn't it just stand to reason that you would meet somebody and they would be like, hey, on a deep spiritual level, I am a barnacle. And, like, that's just... Oh, that's, that's right, just it was a barnacle. See, I thought identity. it was a clam, but that was just an internet joke. That was pretty much the exact same joke, but they said clam instead of barnacle. Somebody... <laughs> Stole my joke. Yeah. Well, um, somebody just made your joke and you weren't, before you could make it, you weren't there. <laughs> they said well, it behind your back, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, um, the Predator, yeah. okay, I'm looking, okay, so first of all, now that, if we can actually get into the movie, since now that we're done talking yeah, about uh-huh. the abstraction of Alien versus Predator, um, the, um. Wait, hold on, <laughs> sorry, we have to stop. I thought... I thought the discourse with Kinning was people being like, I am Abraham Lincoln, and you can't be Abraham Lincoln because I'm literally Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and I thought we all decided that that was dumb and bad, and it's Kinning is just characters that you relate to when you like and you see yourself in them. I thought that's what the Kin discourse was. Can I be frank with you? I don't want to get into it right now. That's fair. That's really fair. I just, I thought I knew, but maybe I don't. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay, one of the most iconic elements of Alien is the yes. title card, right? Where it, it takes, it's like this shot of, like, the ship, like, floating across space. Don't engage with what Kay just said in the chat, Adeline. I'm so confused. Don't engage with it, we're moving forward. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the ship is just, like, floating across the screen, and you get these, like, white 
lines that show up like one at a time and it takes like a solid like three and a half minutes for the entire word alien to appear in like this really long drawn out thing and in a way it's really interesting because not only is there a certain like tension of like not fully understanding what it is at first and then at a certain point you understand it's line by line spelling out the word alien yeah but it's also sort of like teaching you how to watch the movie in a certain way like it's it's like priming you being like this is gonna be slow and long and tense and that's part of it and you gotta buy into that right which i think is super smart awesome filmmaking um but, but like alien versus predator tries to sort of pay homage to that with its opening title card but the title card is avp in abbreviation of the full title yep uh-huh and it it, sh- it throws the lines up over the span of like a second and a half yeah, as if yeah, it's yeah. like remember that from alien anyway you don't have fucking time for that bullshit from alien we know you got like a short attention span we're just gonna get that right out of the way yeah we don't Which listen, I think is, we, ain't, we ain't got time for this <laughs> i think is so funny like just the fact that it's avp it's not even alien versus predator is yeah. so fucking funny to me yeah it's just this whole movie really is just like remember how cool that was in predator and or alien anyway we don't have time to do it but do you remember <laughs> how cool that was like right. that just feels like the whole movie like so yeah like, we do biggest... little things with, like, the aliens, like, blood. And, like, do you remember how cool and interesting it was when you first discovered that, like, oh, its blood was acid? Anyway, uh, we don't have time. <laughs> Cade, stop. You are purposefully <laughs> derailing this podcast, and you know that Adeline is incapable of not taking this bait. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> okay. Um, the, okay, I have two things written down right in a row. First is, every movie should have flares. Flares are great. They make every scene, any scene where you got a flare, it's going to be really pretty and I'm going to really enjoy myself. Yeah, you are. Um, second thing I have written down, every movie should have whale bones. Yeah. Whale bones are always going to make your scene better. And they're always going to look a lot prettier and I'm really going to enjoy myself knowing that there know are whale bones on the screen. In the Titanic where Rose is up on the boat. And she opens her arms, and Jack is behind her, and she goes, I'm the king of the world or something. It's been a while since I've seen the Titanic, uh, but the movie, the film, not the actual boat. <laughs> Nobody's seen the Titanic in a while. Anyway, um, <laughs> you remember she's doing that? Wouldn't that scene just be so much better if there were just some whale bones up on the deck behind her? Yeah, whale bones. More whale skeletons in movies. Normalize whale skeletons in movies. Um, so, so like, to, to the biggest, like, criticism of Alien versus Predator that everybody yes. always says, which yes. is very true, is that, like, they spend a lot of time, like, you know, sort of building up, building up to, like, when are they going to show up, right? Yeah. And you're, like, with this expedition, it's, like, these group of people who all have their own sort of personalities and character traits, and they're all working together to get into this, like, ancient pyramid under the ground, uh, where where you as an audience know that's where the aliens and the predators are and where they're going to fight, but they don't really know that yet. Dramatic irony. Um, Wow. 
And uh, so you're, like, getting to know these people. And honestly, I like a lot of the characters in this movie. Like, you know, you're hanging around, you're getting to know them, and you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, like, the instant an alien and a predator shows up, the movie does not give a fuck about them anymore. Yeah, no, we don't, we don't like, give, we don't got time. We don't it give a tries, shit. It tries to be a movie for, like, 25 minutes. And then after yeah. that, it's like, wouldn't it be so sick if an alien and a predator fought? Wouldn't that yeah. be just the sickest thing in the world? And you're like, it's pretty sick. Not gonna lie, pretty sick. What about um, Jeff and his kids, though? <laughs> right. What yeah. about that guy? He's the CEO, but he has some sort of terminal cancer. Yeah. Like, what? Because the, the, this movie sure does do that, where it stops caring about all the things that it's done in order to be like, hey, look at the Predator and the alien. <laughs> but right. what I, w- I was surprised about how quickly we just kill all these motherfuckers. Because, like, we, <laughs> yeah. we get down to just the protagonist really quickly we kind of <laughs> just like fucking mow through these motherfuckers yeah. we don't care it's because this movie is like 89 minutes long yeah no like literally we like spend a lot of time with people just like hanging out and talking we see like the bits of their personalities and like they're pretty compelling characters the dialogue is kind of clunky and shot weird but like it still like conveys genuine like character emotions and interactions and it's like you you get like the bits and pieces of the character and you're like oh this is fun i like these people right and then we get into the stupid antarctica temple and then we we talk about the sacrificial chamber for like a really long time for like Uh too long like you could just say sacrificial chamber and i would have gotten it but then we spent like 20 minutes making sure that we really understand what that means right don't you think it's fun though when they're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's usually pretty common for people to take hearts out of people who have been sacrificially killed. And that guy's like, no, look at this. The, their ribs are broken outward. What's up with that? That's pretty good. Don't you think that's pretty that's good? That's pretty good. But that's still after 10 other minutes of us talking about yeah. it. You could have said that, like, the first thing. You could have just said that, honestly. Right. So, but yeah, instead, I we got to say a whole down... bunch of other things first. But what I'm saying is that we get into the sacrificial chamber... And then we, like, split the party, basically. And right. then everybody's just fucking dead. Like, that's... <laughs> and they're all dead now. It's like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, the end. <laughs> they have all died. And, like, really? And then Except we, like... what's her name? Well, they do that thing where they're, like... They kill everybody. And then we, like, come back to them later when the girl wakes up and then explodes. And it's uh-huh. like, oh, we come back to her. So it's like, oh, are they still alive? And they're like, no, they're fucking dead still. They're dead. <laughs> um, The... Uh... You know what is okay? So one of the things is they like they get there. They know there's this pyramid underground, but they show up and there's this like big smooth round tunnel that's just been bored like straight through to it. And they were like, this wasn't here yesterday. No people could do this. This is impossible. But then mm-hmm. there's the shot where they like sort of pan around and they realize that it's blasted this like neat round chunk out of a building behind it, like on the same trajectory. That's really sick. I was really that's into also that really also. Sick. Um, I like the part where a guy with kids who takes pictures is taking pictures of, like, the abandoned whale fishing station, and you think that the alien's there, and it's, like, kind of spooky, and then the girl shows up and a penguin walks out from underneath some rubble. I like yeah. that. I thought that was good. Yeah, I liked the, the penguin. penguin. They get a fake out with a penguin. It was a good fake out. I liked it. I was like, um, oh, we getting spooky, but then it was just a penguin. I feel like we don't see real-life penguins in movies very often. No, maybe that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, they're... 
how do you get penguins? There are zoos and stuff around that have penguins. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's tricky. Where did, um, where did the zoo get that fucking lion from? Where did he get that? Wait, I don't that get this. Fucking bit. otters and shit. Where did they, you can't get that from Petco? Where did the zoo get that? <laughs> okay. But you sound like Jackson. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I have a genuine question, Jackson. What? So in the Predator movie, the movie Predator, uh-huh. that is, uh, does the Predator ever sound like a lion? Um, I don't think so. This movie's pretty inconsistent with what kind of noises the Predator makes. Yeah, there is a, f- a couple times where he just kind of does a lion sound, and I thought, that can't be right. That can't right. be the sound that this man makes. Cause because, that's- like... I Literally think, just a lion sound. I think the only, like, noises that the predator makes in the movie are, like, the breathing, the sort of, like, lizardy, clicky breathing noise. Yeah. But the thing about that is that is also pretty much the same noise that the alien from Alien makes. Yeah, it's just a very spooky sound. So it's a little tricky. I think they were, like, consciously trying to, like, sort of change up what the predator sounds like to make them not sound exactly the same. Yeah, to make them different. Yeah, I get that. Um, but it's it's sometimes he's just a lion (laughs) right so okay so the thing that i think sells me on this movie the most Mm -hmm. is just the fact that it is it's new enough that they're that they're trying out some special effects stuff but it's old enough that it's still like at least 75 percent like puppets and slime which is yeah so good and i was like Movies aren't as slimy as they used to be, I feel like. No. We're we we're doing really good with crunchy movies. We're in a very crunchy phase of Hollywood. We, right. We've kind of moved past slime. Like, the 80s were very slimy. Yeah. Like, I just... And maybe, and maybe this isn't necessarily true. Maybe this is just one of those things that feels more true than it is, actually. But, like, it feels like movies in, like, the 70s, 80s, 90s had slime in them all the time. Stuff was gooey. You'd get guys covered in slime. Men in Black, they shoot that alien. They literally, they take Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, just spray goo on them, you know? Yeah. The alien movies, both very slimy. Lots of drool, lots of acid, lots of lots of just slimy egg fluids, you know? Yeah. Like, we don't do slime anymore. I miss slime. Yeah. I guess they took all the slime and they put it on YouTube now. Yeah. Well, first Nickelodeon took all of it uh, and dumped it on <laughs> yeah. kids for other children's entertainment. Right. And then we were like, oh, what if we dump this on kids on the internet? And then <laughs> Nickelodeon went bankrupt or something. Is there a site of YouTube I'm missing out on that's like regular slime channels, but instead they're just dumping it on kids? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> um the um so i mean yeah that's basically it like there's a lot of cool fun puppety stuff i like how quivery the aliens like upper lip is all the time yeah that's there was never a moment you always say your biggest complaint about the alien movies is there are some shots where the xenomorph totally just looks like a dude in a suit right and like i never i never got a shot where i was like that's a dude in a suit like it would look like a puppet sometimes or it would look not real sometimes but it was never like there's hank from accounting in a Halloween <laughs> right. costume, you know? Well, that's the thing that I think is really smart, actually, is that I watched Aliens uh, for the first time in a while the other day, the sequel. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that one, they they don't have guys in suits anymore. From then on, the aliens are all like 100% puppets, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a thousand times better. Um, yeah, so, you so, know, so, not so. that not that the alien in the original Alien ever looked bad. It's there's literally like two or three moments where it takes you out of it. Um, yeah, but in Aliens, it's like no times. It's like no times yeah. where it takes you out of it because they're puppets 100 percent of the time and it rules. So hold on. So in Alien, uh, there's one alien, and yes. then in Aliens, there's several aliens. There's many. Uh huh. Is that what I'm? Is that what I am to believe? Yes, you are to believe that. Okay, gotcha. I got it. That's what the liberal media is telling you, and you must, you must believe it. Okay, gotcha. And um, I must submit. <laughs> but yeah, so like, the first time, like, okay, first of all, I think it's smart the way when they introduce the aliens and the predators, they introduce yeah. them both pretty much simultaneously, and on opposite sides of the protagonists, right? Yeah. They're like, check it out. There's an alien deep inside the period, the pyramid. And check <laughs> it out. There's a predator outside the pyramid coming inside. Guess who's yeah. in the middle? It's you. <laughs> like, I yeah. think as a setup, that's really effective, and I like yeah, it a lot. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it just, like, sets like... you up. Not that you don't know they're going to fight, but it's just like, oh, fuck, they're going to get in there. They're going to fight, and you're going to be caught in the crossfire, motherfucker. Get ready. Yeah. I wasn't expecting... Because at the very beginning, this movie really focuses on one thing for a long time and then completely abandons it as quickly as possible. <laughs> right. Because, like, when the, when, the, when the boys start fighting over their toys the first time, it's like, oh... oh they don't, they're both, it's like enemy, they're both enemies, they're both my enemies, it's like, oh, they don't care about the humans, and also they're fighting, so it's like, oh, we're fucking screwed, because they're come from both sides, we're fucking screwed, dog. <laughs> and then the last part of the movie is just like, this, this predator's your friend now, he's cool, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so yeah. He's your fucking so, buddy now. <laughs> that is so funny to me, that moment, so like, they have that revelation, right? They're like, yeah. we gotta team up with the predators, because if the aliens get loose, they're just animals, they'll wipe out humanity. And the predators yeah. are just trying to hunt these guys, and we can help them, and they'll leave, and it'll all be good. So, they figure out that they want to team up with the predators, and then the last guy dies, and what's-her-name is like the final girl, and she just starts talking to a prededator like it's like her shitty ex-husband or something. Yeah, like yeah, that she's really like, is the relationship. <laughs> she's like, "Where are you going? Get back here!" It's like the predator, and you're like, "What?" And he's Why like, are you talking "Cool to him like with that? it." Yeah, and then he they wants- like have kind of a weird one-sided conversation where she's just talking to him like she's just kind of annoyed at him. It's so weird. Yeah. It's like, we saw a predator kill a dude for setting him on fire when fire does no damage to him. <laughs> kill an old man that the predator already knew was dying. We saw right. him stab him through the chest because he annoyed him. Uh-huh. And then this bitch is like, what are you fucking doing, idiot? Where are you going? And he's just like, stop it. Like, they're just like... <laughs> it's like- they're Fine, just whatever. buds now. They're friends. <laughs> yeah, they, like, become friends instantly. It's very yeah. funny. It's kind of um, nice, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's wholesome. Very wholesome movie. Yeah, very wholesome content from um, Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> but, like, and I think a lot about, like, you know, we spend so much time with these people, and then the, the, the point where, like, the emotional momentum you have totally breaks down is with that first Predator versus Alien fight, where, like, like, the... the 
the people are like caught in the crossfire, you know, Mm -hmm. they start fighting and then the people leave. The only people you have any emotional or narrative attachment to in the whole story leave. And it's literally just the alien and the predator fighting for like, you know, it's like a big action sequence. It's like a solid, like three or four minutes of just them fighting. Yeah. It's basically two characters you've never seen before who are not people just like duking it out. And there's a lot of really yeah. cool stuff, but you lose any real connection to the story at all because like the people yeah. all left. And well, like, you, honestly, it would be so much better if you could just have it so that they're like in a closed room, you know, yeah. the folks are still in there while they're fighting. And part of the tension of the action sequence is the people trying to stay out of the way that would like yeah. instantly make it so much more interesting and make you connect to it more. But instead, they're just like, get the get the fucking people out of here. Just the alien and the predator right now. Yeah. And even it's like. If you're gonna, even if you're gonna just be like, all right, fuck the people, like, get everybody's dead, whatever, fuck them, we just want to care about the predator and the alien, like, at least make it so, like, I, you've told me that the predator is the good guy, and that the alien is the bad guy, but put in just, like, even a little bit more effort to make me really, like, believe that and, like, care, like, when I want to be, like, I I just want the predator to be fully-fledged character, I want to be worried about the predator, you know? Right, that's what, um, and, you know, they sort of tease for the sequel, which did happen, Alien vs. Predator Requiem does exist, um. (laughs) It happened, we're sorry. (laughs) But it seems like... It seems like they're trying to set it up like, and there's not even any fucking people this time. It's just the aliens and the predators on the spaceship, and they're just yeah. doing their own thing, which I kind of want to see. I'm curious about. I don't know. I okay, mean, I like, like Alien vs. Predator boring, is like kind though. of a famously bad movie, but like Alien vs. Predator Two is like really infamous <laughs> for being like horrible. So I don't know. <laughs> even more so. Um. But yeah, like I don't know. I just think you know. I said to you, like, this movie feels like it was written by a 15-year-old boy, but, like, kind of in a good way. Yeah. Like, it seems like so much of the movie is, like, wouldn't it be so sick if the if the Predator cut off a dead alien's finger and, like, marked himself with it with the acid because he's, like, scarring himself? That'd be awesome. Wouldn't it be badass if the Predator found a guy, but he looked at him and saw that he had cancer and it wasn't even worth it because he's, he's so tough, he only wants to kill tough things, but then he kills the guy anyway that'd be so fucking badass and like what if what if you killed an alien and you used his head like a shield because it's acid proof wouldn't that be so sick you know like yeah it's just like so much of that and like that stuff is all super cool it's like i don't know there's a certain sort of like naivete to like (laughs) to the the structure of the story i guess well it's just kind of refreshing to just be like this was something that mom said the other day that, like, I just kind of made me think. She was like, because I don't even remember what we were watching. Oh, we were watching the new Ghostbusters movie, which is bad. I'm so, it's bad, but... I still haven't seen it. It's not... It's really boring and it's shot really weird. Anyway, we're not talking about the new Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> right. But she was like, because, like, the dialogue in that movie is really bad. And, like, one of the girls, like, said some stupid one-liner that, like, was not funny and not reward. It was just, like, a bad one-liner. Right. And mom was like, well, they had those in, like, Ghostbusters and 80s movies. People said one-liners and they were funny and cheesy and it made you like the person more. It's like, why... 
why have we like lost our ability to do that in like a functional right. charismatic way you know why is it whenever someone has a cheesy one-liner it just makes you fucking hate that character you know i think it's all about framing just yeah. because and you know i haven't seen the movie but i can only imagine that there's plenty of cynicism of one sort or another in ghostbusters 3 you yeah. know in a very modern blockbuster way where everything has to be sort of winking and like in on its own joke, you know, yeah. or like subverting expectations or, yeah. you know, being more outwardly sort of acknowledging of bad things in the real world that yeah. make you make you more primed to not r- receive a one liner well. You know? Yeah, but if it's, it's true just lies, you up for failure. and if it's if it's true lies, which is a movie that doesn't have an insincere bone in its body, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> there's two dogs coming at him, and Arnold Schwarzenegger just grabs both of them by the head and smacks them together and knocks them out cold, <laughs> and he says something funny. You're like, hell yeah, Arnold, that was awesome. You know, <laughs> way to punch those dogs. <laughs> but like, if it's Kate McKinnon in Ghostbusters, you're like. No, don't you can't do sincerity anymore because you yeah. <laughs> you you and have like, not honestly, been doing that. The best example of that of like that winkiness that's like setting you up for failure cuz they're like making fun of themselves before you can basically. Right. Like it's just like they have uh, they have actors from the original Ghostbusters make cameos in the movie but right. not as their original characters as different new characters that we don't care about and it just feels like it it, it just it like ruins the movie kind of because it takes you out of it because like that's obviously the guy from the ghostbusters movie (laughs) that takes place in the same universe but we're pretending it's somebody else it's just like it makes no sense that totally ruins the whole everything (laughs) yeah no i mean i i really think like sincerity is the key to that a lot of movies are very like any movie that can pull off like a one-liner like that has to be very sincere you know Mm -hmm. and if you're not being sincere if you're trying to have some measure of ironic distance or some winking quality trying to pull off like a genuine one-liner is never gonna play the way you want it to you know Mm um anyway it's so so the predator in this movie has like a net that is like sharp so if you get in it, it, like, twists and tightens around you and turns you into cubes like Tom and Jerry going through a chain link fence. Yeah, uh-huh. And they're so sick. And at one point, the alien gets in one, but then the acid blood breaks it. But there's, like, this one alien you keep track of the whole movie That's that got, like, has, like, a crisscross of, like, green blood across its head the whole time. Yeah. Fucking rules. That's So cool. good. <laughs> what are even my notes? My notes from the beginning... My first thought is, I have no fucking clue what's going on. Because this movie does not have time. Because we have to get to the boy, the big boys fighting. We have right. to get to that. So we're just like, we're throwing all these characters at you and all their wants and hopes and desires. And in the long run, none of them really matter. They just need motivation to be a part of this expedition. So we're right. just like getting that out of the way. Like, oh, they want to be here for X reason. And you're like, oh, God, okay. But they just throw, like, four of those at you all at once. So I'm just, like, the beginning of this movie is, like, I got no fucking clue what's happening. There's, like, four right. different people. They're all, like, archaeologists or ice people. 
and they all have failing businesses. So this millionaire's like, yo, I found a pyramid. You want to go look at it with me and I'll give you some money? And they're like, sure, right. dude. And then they're like, oh, no, the aliens and the predators. And it's like, oh, okay, God. Vi tuned in and watched some of this movie with me earlier. And I kept, like, in that whole, like, setup sequence where they're like, here's the pyramid. There was a heat flare. I kept joking, like, that's where the predator and the alien are. Like, it would yeah. be so funny if they were just, like, <laughs> that forward with it. If they were just like, we found an alien and a predator underground, and we're going to go check it out. And we're going to go look at it. For some reason, here's, that just tickles me. Here's a million dollars. Oh, and I forgot to I forgot to come back around on the point I was making about sincerity earlier. I, was, I forgot to say that, like, Alien vs. Predator is, like, a very sincere movie. And the fact that it's yeah. not trying to pretend, like, it's... Not alien versus predator. Yeah, it's like we're not not trying to like. Go ahead. We're not trying to be alien. We're not trying to like have cool themes and like sci-fi trope. Like we're not. We're not trying to be alien. We're making homages to alien, but we're not trying to be alien. We're we're more trying to be predator. But I think this movie's okay with being alien versus predator. Like they totally accepted what they are and what they're doing. Yeah, it's just like literally the pitch for this is like, wouldn't it be so sick if the alien and the predator fought? And audiences across America were like, yeah, it probably would be. It probably would be. That's our mission for this movie is to make it as sick as possible when the alien and the predator fight. Like, and it doesn't feel like it's trying to trick you into thinking it's anything else. Yeah. Um, and like, I guess that's what I meant when I say that it feels like it was written by a 13 year old boy, but in a good way. Like, yeah, there's an innocence to it. It's um, sincere. There's this one moment where the predator like dangles down like an invisible noose where and like somebody just like walks into it and gets grabbed and like pulled up to the ceiling just like silently while people are walking around that's pretty good i like that part a lot it's pretty good um and then they fight the um they fight the alien queen at the end from aliens yeah um i haven't seen any of the other i've seen the first two alien movies and i've seen the two most recent weird Ridley Scott ones, but there's Alien 3 and Alien Resurrections are sort of the weird ones that I haven't seen yet. I don't know if the Alien Queen is in those, the Xenomorph Queen. Um, Yeah. But the Xenomorph Queen shows up for the first time at the end of Aliens, and it's so sick in that movie. And the Alien Queen, also pretty sick in this movie, too. Where we just kind of fucking kill her, like, really quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and there's the part, because the Predators... Are, like, keeping the alien queen, like, all, like, chained up so that she can, like, breed aliens for them to hunt. Yeah. But then when the aliens get in, what they do to rescue her is they just, like, bite the shit out of her so that her acid blood melts the chains that are keeping her bound. And that's the sickest shit in the world. That's, like, metal (laughs) as fuck. It's so good. It is metal as fuck. Um, She's a she-boss. Yeah. So, okay, okay. So the central premise of this movie... This is this is what makes it firmly not canon and why I think a lot of people really hate this movie. Yeah. Is that the alien the xenomorph race was created by the predators. Yes. The so that the predators could hunt yeah. them. They could have something cool to hunt. What they don't explain is that they're human alien hybrids basically cuz they use 
the humans for breeding, right? Am I correct in that? Well, no. The way that the xenomorph works is that when they hatch out of the egg, they're just one of those face huggers. Yeah. And then they get onto a being and they like put they like inject you with the real alien and then the alien comes out of your chest and that becomes the full xenomorph. Okay. That's like their life cycle. That's always been an alien thing. Okay, okay, okay. So they just got they just got the queen. They never explained that part that they yeah, got the queen, I guess. They got No, I think no, I think they explained that they created the aliens, the xenomorphs, right? I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> um so yeah, I think I think that's the fundamental barrier that people can't get past in this movie. Yeah. But for me, who doesn't really care that much about canon, what as previously mentioned, I can be like, yeah, that's fucking stupid. I don't like that at all. But it's ultimately matters very little. It's a great scheme yeah. of this movie. Um This is bad. I'm having a great time. <laughs> um and, and by the way, the tagline for the movie is uh, "No matter who wins, we lose," which is pretty That's sick. That's really good. But That's really good. Also, not really true because no. uh, clearly the predators should win. We would win if the predators won. Anyway, yeah, and the predators do win, or do mm-hmm. they? Uh, more predators number two versus number two, cycle one. <laughs> but now, so yeah, now but there is. is something that feels like incredibly betrayal. Let me try that again. <laughs> I <laughs> I understand feeling betrayed if you're like a big Alien fan. Even if you yeah. love Alien and Predator, like in a certain way, Alien has this very prestige brand, you know? Like yeah. those original two movies are like, you know, the, the absolute gold standard of like blockbuster cinema. They're like among the most well-regarded movies in history. Mm-hmm. And, like, Predator is also very good and also a classic, but at the same time, you know, there's only really one good one. And yeah. the things it's very it's, much a cult classic, I would say. The things that it's grappling with are more about movie tropes than they are about anything actually serious or dramatic, really. Or real, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it seems very insulting to be like, you know, Alien, you love Alien. Ridley Scott's Alien, James Cameron's Alien. Uh, the Predator made them. The Predator yeah. from that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie made your favorite movie franchise. Be like, yeah, fuck that. Actually, that sucks. <laughs> hey, I don't here. want the Predator to have done that. I don't want the Predator to be my dad. Yeah. Um. So okay. So here's a little something. I feel like we've we've been going about an hour, right? It's hard to say. Yeah. No, we're, um, we're good. We're good. But so recently, Marvel Comics have oh, announced. Okay. That they are starting a new series of Alien and Predator comics because those are Fox properties and now Disney owns Fox and also owns Marvel. So it's like, you know, it's a bunch of like brand synergy. Yeah. Um, But they haven't they haven't been very clear about whether or not they're going to take place in the actual Marvel universe. Yeah. They released like a couple of covers that were like the Alien like, on the Guardians of the Galaxy ship and, like, the Predator holding Iron Man's head. But it's it's hard to tell whether those are just, like, fun drawings to yeah. be, like, Marvel's publishing them now. Or if they're saying, like, no, actually, the Predator's gonna fight Iron Man. <laughs> actually, uh, the Predator's gonna kill Iron Man <laughs> in front of you and we just need to get over it already. So, like, I, just, I don't know. Your thoughts? I, listen... I am of the mindset 
and if you listen to the podcast even a little bit, I think that the Marvel Universe is at the point of its longevity, comic books and movies, that, like, it just... I just want you to go apeshit. So if you're like, we're going to have Iron Man fight the fucking Predator, I'd be like, yeah, dude, fucking go for it. Is it going to be, like, really cool and fun and, like, compelling? Are you going to make me cry when the Predator dies? I'm down for it, man. Fucking do it. Right. Because, so... I just like, really like it when people go apeshit and just, like, put their whole heart into something, even if that something is stupid. Just, like, right. fucking do it, bro. I want the Predator to kill Iron Man. <laughs> because, so, Marvel's done this a couple of times. Like, Angela was a Sandman character that Marvel sort of bought the rights to for whatever weird reason. And now, like, Angela is, like, an important part of, like, the Thor mythology in in uh in marvel comics which is like cool and fun conan the barbarian was originally a marvel comic it wasn't like a marvel universe comic or whatever and he he was originally a comic book character so when marvel got the rights back to conan and they decided to like integrate him into the marvel universe proper and have him like be on an avengers team or whatever i was skeptical but ultimately okay with it because it's like it it is sort of a marvel property and it is like a comic book character fundamentally you know Mm -hmm. i'm a little less excited about the idea of xenomorphs being in like an avengers story (laughs) to be frank but i think dc does these really wacky team-ups and stuff all the time that i think are the perfect way to do it in the Mm -hmm. sense that like They'll do, like, a fucking... They did... Tom King wrote a, like, Batman meets Elmer Fudd comic book a little while ago that was, like, super, like, dark and gritty in a goofy kind of way. It was, like, a weird noir story about Batman meeting Elmer Fudd that was super funny. Um, But, like, they weren't trying to be like, oh, Looney Tunes are in the DC universe now. You're going to be reading your favorite Justice League comic book and they're going to meet Bugs Bunny. Yeah. You know, they'll do Batman meets the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles aren't, like, in the universe now. Yeah. They've just opened themselves up to doing, like, wacky crossovers if they want to and just leaving it there, you know? Yeah. Which I think would be the perfect way to handle Alien and Predator. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I agree with that. I'm just, I'm, I'm just skeptical of the whole thing. But I also think Marvel should do more stuff like that because Disney owns so many things. It would be funny to do like a one shot comic book that's like Venom meets Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, Venom shows up to Beauty and the Beast castle and causes a ruckus. <laughs> like <laughs> that'd be fun. I don't know. What are your pitches for Marvel and other Disney properties team ups? But Jackson, but then we're gonna get, cause it's Disney and they can't not. We're gonna get fucking feminist ballad Captain Marvel and fucking Elsa. You know, no, you just be, know that be we optimistic. Are. This is your pitch. What do you want? Okay, this is Deadpool what I want. Deadpool goes to Toontown. Okay. <laughs> Carnage goes to Toontown. <laughs> no, that would be so good because Carnage versus Toons, which he can't actually kill. Right. So it's sick, Carnage actually. just trying to go fucking apeshit, terrifying the way the Carnage is, but, like, it doesn't really down. do anything because they're tunes. It's, like, goofy, like, Tom and Jerry violence where they get cut up into cubes and stuff, and he's like, what yeah, the fuck? But it's Carnage, and he's like, what the fuck? I was ripped in half and then thrown into the sun. What's going on? That'd be pretty sick. That's a good that pitch. Would... I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, that's a great pitch. 
What if what if Spider-Man met Wally? That would just be very wholesome and Spider-Man would just be very happy. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of good like what's a good Pixar property what that we could team Thor up. What if Thor met Lightning McQueen? There we go. Thor and Cars. That is something. Thor and Cars. And Thor and like all the electric cars like Thor and then all of the gas cars are like fucking uh, but we like gas and destroying the environment. And it's like, oh. Don't make it don't make it woke, Adeline. Don't, don't bring your SJW woke. politics what into it. What if Spider-Man met woke Beetlejuice? <laughs> what if um what if let me let me pull up Disney Plus here we can see. What if um Kevin McAllister from Home Alone met Iron Man? What if Iron Man and the Mandalorian like kissed? <laughs> no, I like my pitch of Kevin McAllister meeting Iron Man. I think that'd that be a fun good. story. That is a good one. <laughs> but I think what if the what if the Mandalorian and <laughs> Iron Man kissed is also very good. Right. Honestly, the fact that Marvel hasn't done some kind of Star Wars Marvel team up comic shows a spectacular amount of restraint which just seems odd it seems like that should have happened by now yeah and like it yeah why haven't we done that <laughs> by the way Cade uh, Dan and I and Adeline uh, and Keisha <laughs> are going to do our, our cars episode with Dan on Friday the 13th next month so yep, 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 yep. if you want to go ahead and just drop us that um, that cars discord link just sometime before then that would be that would be great because we'll go deep dive in. we are absolutely gonna go spelunking in that yeah, cars no, discord server I'm going to Tumblr server. I'm gonna go on AO3 we're getting in there <laughs> um okay any final thoughts about um about Alien vs Predator any parts that are pre-sick that you want to point out I mean I I that penguin is the sickest part honestly i like the part where they're blowing up the temple at the end and the predator and the girl get on that like sled thing and the explosion happens and it like propels their sled forward as they like go as buddies of the sled yeah (laughs) Yeah, they're like have their arm around each other yeah (laughs) because they love each other now apparently (laughs) Um, and then she gets marked because she's a true predator now, and then she just has to live her life after that. I guess. Well, because then the whole entire zone around her explodes, and the predators just, like, leave. So you're like, oh, fuck, are they just leaving her to die in Antarctica? Uh, but then she walks to the left out of frame, and the frame widens a little bit, and you see a, a, a car <laughs> that's <laughs> turned on and ready to go, just, like, there. <laughs> To get her out of Antarctica. To get her out of Antarctica. I guess back onto the boat. But Maybe. it's just like it's just there out of frame. And I thought it's it was good, very funny. Good. No, but there is the line at the beginning, remember? They all get out there and they're like, hey, keep those engines running. Remember that? And then they leave for like 12 hours. Yeah. It's just, I'm just saying, it's set up. That's just good screenwriting. Or, yeah, um, they told you. <laughs> Um, okay, let me let me go ahead and start looking for my for my review. Try to find a five star. I feel like that'll be a good. Yeah, one. that'll probably be more fun. Um, I'm sorry I haven't been as good at um, at 
finding these ahead of time lately. I know oh. we've we've moved on, but I think the Hulk and Snow White would be really sweet. I think Hulk that and would Snow be White fun. sounds fun. That sounds fun. Um. Yeah, what's like? Who could Bambi meet? I think I feel like Bambi and Thor. Would, no, Bambi and uh, not Star Kid. Chris Pratt. Star Lord. Star Lord. Wait, 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 wait. Bambi meets Craven the Hunter. No, Jackson. <laughs> but Bambi defeats Craven the Hunter. Okay, How, with his mighty adult horns. Are we talking about like baby Bambi or adult kick your ass Bambi? I don't know. That's what we'll figure out in the writers' oh, room. Oh, it's a twist. Who knows? Uh, I think I think Squirrel Girl and Rapunzel would get along really well. Yeah, I think fun. that would just be fun. There's probably some rich territory for Squirrel Girl meets whoever. Every single all of them. That'd be um, good. Oh, okay, okay. Here's something I need to do before we do our review, though. I. I'm going to fucking get good at plugging stuff and doing a podcast outro. Uh-huh. I swear to Christ. It's, I'm going to happen. So let, let me just say, first order of business, next week we're covering Bewitched. Next week we're doing the Nora Ephron, Will Ferrell, Nicole Kidman reboot of Bewitched for our final Halloween I, episode. I forgot we were doing that. Yeah. <laughs> And it's too late now. It's already in motion. You can't stop yep, us. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. Because that's the most insane movie ever made and we gotta talk about it. <laughs> um, second of all, hey, thanks. Thank you for listening. We're No Nerds Thank Allowed. You. If you're listening on a podcast platform, go ahead and subscribe and leave a review. And if you're watching a, on YouTube, whether on the stream right now or on the stream playback later, um, go ahead and leave a like and you can subscribe to the channel because I do video content there at least monthly. Uh, I've got a series going on right now called Full Stream Ahead where I just watch all the streaming exclusive movies forever and I kind of yeah. am second guessing that because it's he, a fucking lot of work. Yeah, it's it. a lot of work, you guys, and I'd appreciate it if you checked it out. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, we I would love to get some more some more ratings on on iTunes and podcast platforms, because that yeah. is one of the things that sort of gets us to sort of be be pushed to other people to like show up in suggested things for people and come up higher in search results is the most ratings. So anybody, anybody out there who listens to the podcast on audio who hasn't rated, go ahead and do that. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Um, yeah. So, okay, we I mean, plugged. I think it's also fair to say, like, obviously, because we're new and small, like, we don't advertise at all on anything, basically. Right, I right, think right. we had a Facebook page. I don't think we've done anything with the Facebook page. But, like, no. just, like, recommend us to a friend. It's listen. Everybody on the planet listens to podcasts. So I don't feel like it, like it's an imposition to, like, your friends to be like, hey, I've got one more podcast I think you would like if you want to check it out. And Twitter, too. Our Twitter is at NoNerdsPod. And yeah. we post, you know, updates about stream times mostly. But also, that was not a good pitch. Let me let me try that again. <laughs> make, make it sound nice. Hey, log on to our Twitter to stay up to date on all the latest developments. How does that sound? Is that better? All the cool, hot jazz. That's but also... <laughs> That's bad. That's a bad one. <laughs> but, but also, a lot of... We're trying really hard to be better about it, but we are working to make, like, podcast highlight videos for just little bite-sized bits of the podcast that we think 
are funny that we can put yeah. on there. You can bite size, show your friends, you know, um, and probably we should put them on YouTube too. If we're making them, we'll figure it mm. out. We're going to do a whole sort of rebrand soon. Once Keisha gets on at the beginning of next month. So hopefully yeah. that'll be a good time for us to start getting more serious about Look, certain listen, things. Turn a corner, I, a new start. I fucking drew woke beetlejuice i took an hour of my life i had tabby help me with the drawing i put effort into this and we posted on the on the twitter and it got like two likes and i don't want to say that i'm salty but i'm pretty salty right go like woke beetlejuice if you go like yet. woke beetlejuice go show he woke beetlejuice it. some love anyway okay so adeline now that yes. we've now that we've done all the boring stuff that i always forget to do how yes. would you like to hear a five-star review of alien versus predator I would really like it. Uh, This review comes from letterbox.com. And this person says, This movie is awesome. It makes me wet. It makes me cum. (laughs) End of review. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, my name is Jackson McMurray. My name is Ellen McMurray. And this has been No Nerds Allowed. (laughs) Why is it too Why? Why are you like this? Adeline, you were the one who said you wanted to fuck the Predator, so I feel like this is on you. (laughs) I did not go into specifics, sir. (laughs) Now. I've done it. Spiders. Never. Eat. All. Of my cheese because it doesn't agree with them with their sensitive with their tummies. little tummies with their little spider tummies. <laughs> they like the cheese. They can't eat all of it. And then though. they have little you know? spider shits, and it's just it's a whole thing. <laughs> it's a web, I guess. Little tiny spider shits. <laughs> What happens when a spider gets diarrhea? Do they make, like, a really messy web really fast? Because they're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> My house sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta start building right now. I haven't finished the plan yet, but it's coming out. <laughs> this is good. Are you, do you guys like the spider diarrhea jokes? <laughs> Or spiria, spideria, 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 spideria. Yep. Uh huh. Hey, welcome to Spideria, the internet's number one spider diarrhea podcast. Yeah. I guess. Uh huh. Is this the opening? <laughs> Is this the intro? No. no, it's not the intro. Okay, good. Cause yeah, good. <clears throat>